you know you've you've had too much to drink that my, this is my indicator is when they're at one point I'll say I'm going to make some popcorn microwave popcorn and then if I wake up in the morning and there's still popcorn out that was never eaten I know that I drank too much wait you just you never you never actually popped it like you just no I pop it I put it I'll pop it I'll put it in a bowl and then I just like forget to bring to eat it oh none of it's eaten no Um, welcome everybody. I should do that better. <laughs> All right, Anne, welcome to That's Outrageous, the podcast where we discuss life's oddities and of course, the things we find outrageous. Life's oddities. <laughs> I got a few odd ones this week. You'll see. Oh, okay. Well, actually you found them. I shouldn't even say that I do. Oh, and here's how bad my memory is. I don't even remember. This, this will be like a surprising reveal to me. I, I don't even remember what I sent. You'll see. I'm going to say the first few words and you'll be like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, maybe I should start the sentence and see if you can finish it. <laughs> Texas mistakenly sends out Amber Alert for... Um, oh, I know this one. This is the Chucky. Yeah. For I didn't read the story. I don't know why or how or, or why they did it. Yes. Well, we're now going to all find out. The Texas Department of Public Safety has apologized after mistakenly issuing an Amber Alert that said the killer doll, Chucky, (laughs) featured in the 1988 horror film Child's Play, was a suspect in the kidnapping of his five-year-old son, Glenn Ray, who was (laughs) featured in Seed of Chucky. Wait a minute. So So there was an actual Amber Alert for a child. No, they sent out an Amber Alert for uh, a fictional child from the film Seed of Chucky. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying that the kid who was in Seed of Chucky was missing. But the character, they're talking, they're, they literally issued an Amber Alert for, for not real, a not real child. Yeah. And, and they were saying to be on the lookout for the perpetrator who was Chucky. Who was Chucky. That's I mean, right. Chucky is dangerous if you were real. <laughs> I will give you that there uh, he you should be on the lookout for Chucky because he will kill you yeah well and, and they even had pictures it's, it's fascinating what was there for here's my question I'm assuming when any uh police organization has to send out an amber alert there are probably several steps and several sets of eyes that are looking at these Amber Alerts before sending them. And you're telling me no one caught that it's a doll? I could almost I could almost get behind if it was like a movie still of like an actual man. But this is an image of an of a of a doll. Yeah. Well, it's even better, Anne, because they sent it out three times. <laughs> Third time's the charm. The emergency (laughs) alert described Chucky. This is so good. Described Chucky as a three foot, one inch tall doll. They actually, well, anyway, okay. As a doll wearing blue denim overalls with multicolored striped long sleeve shirt, wielding a huge kitchen knife. Is this for real? Did someone do this as a prank or is this real? Well, they said basically what happened was the eight. So they sent, and then they sent it out three times last week to Amber (laughs) Alert subscribers. (laughs) 
they said it was a um a um sorry a test malfunction so what i have to assume is that someone did it as a joke mean like not that it was ever going to be sent out but they're like oh when we test it wouldn't it be funny if we made it chucky had kidnapped his son glenn who <laughs> First of all, his son, Glenn, is just funny to me, but yeah. And, and there's literally pictures. There's a picture of the abducted child and of the suspect, and they are pictures of dolls. And Do you one, think that that was like the temp, like they have a template, an Amber Alert template, and that was what that was, and then they sent it out accidentally? Yeah, I think that, I think it was just like someone was having fun, not meaning for it to be sent out, and then it actually went out three times. I feel like one, and look, I think just about anything can be funny, but I feel like maybe uh, when you're dealing with child abduction, yeah, that n- is not the place for humor yes, when you're working in a professional be, capacity. It was meant to be an internal test. See? Fucking t- like, come on. Come on. It, I, I'd say it's pretty funny. Well, good news, Glenn was never missing, <laughs> never in any harm. <laughs> Chucky might still be at large. Chucky is still at large. <laughs> still I'm at sure large. he is. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. But I'm uh, glad Glenn is, is all right. Yeah, Wait, I is Glenn think- also a doll? I don't know if I've seen Seed of Chucky. Yeah, Glenn is a doll too. He looks actually scarier than Chucky. Oh, well, who's the mother? Jennifer Tilly? Yeah. Part two? <laughs> I don't know. I got to investigate. I remember Jennifer Tilly was, bri- was bride of Chucky. Yeah, that's a good question. It does not, it, I like that actually Chucky's son has two names, Glenn Ray. Is Chucky's <laughs> last name Ray? I don't remember because yeah. Chucky was, I mean, the whole thing of Chucky is, is, there was the doll, which was called like the Chucky doll. And then in a particular Chucky doll, the spirit of that serial killer went into it. Oh. That, that's the premise. And I forget what his name was. It was like the, a prolific serial killer. And he died. And then that he inhabited that particular child's Chucky doll. Oh. So yeah. I don't know the mechanics of how the seed of Chucky <laughs> was born. And then how that got into a, I, I think what we're saying is we all need to go watch Seed of Chucky and see how this yeah, happens. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah. I'm, I'm actually curious. Well, according to the Amber Alert, Chucky is 28 years old and Glenn is five. five. <laughs> Chucky is 28 years old. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It is. It's a good, it's, it's good. Uh, anyway, moving right along in. <laughs> Get this headline. Okay. This is no joke. Scientists have found a way to teach spinach to send emails. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. It's uh, these specific messages are meant to warn people about climate change or explosive materials. All right. Engineers at MIT created a new method for detecting major changes in our climate thanks to the root systems in spinach plants. Plants huh. are very emotion. Sorry, not emotionally. <laughs> Plants are very environmentally respo- responsive," said uh, this professor who led the study. 
They know there's going to be a drought long before we do. They can detect small changes in the properties of soil and water potential. If we tap into those chemical signaling pathways, there is a wealth of information to access. The new technology called plant nanobionics uses the spinach plant roots to detect nitroaromics, aromatics in groundwater. Nitroaromatic compounds are found in man-made industrial chemicals, which are also found in explosives. Um, and according to the study, when the carbon nanotubes inside the spinach root detect these compounds, they could signal to an infrared camera, which then triggers an email alert to scientists who conducted the study. I think that's fascinating. And I think, I, have you ever seen, the, they have like the time-lapse footage of, um, of plants throughout the day, like there's house plants and how they move oh. and they all talk. I mean, I'm telling you between the animals and the plant, <laughs> the plants are smarter than people because they do, they have a whole system where they, I remember reading something about how there was like the, the big trees will send water to the little ones. Like they know which ones need more water than the others. Like oh. they're really smart. Yeah. Yeah, well, these these smarter are... than those Texan police officers. That's for goddamn sure. Although that's not a high bar. <laughs> they're well, they're definitely smarter than Chucky and Glenn. Chucky's pretty smart. <laughs> He's wily. Yes. Well, so plant some spinach. It could really uh, change the whole thing. Plus, very nutritious, filled with vitamins. Well, now I feel bad. Like, should you? Do they have feelings? No. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in this world. I think I'm having a, a midlife crisis slash uh, uh, depression. Right <laughs> now, concerned. during this podcast? It's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm going to start crying thinking about spinach being, being hurt. And I'm going to go, the spinach has so much to tell us and we're eating it well okay I'm, now i'm afraid to move on to this next story because it's about cactus oh i don't know are you ready for this one ann <laughs> i don't know let's try this might make you cry okay. new zealand authorities have sentenced a woman who tried in 2019 to smuggle nearly 1,000 cacti and succulents into the country strapped to her body 1,000? this woman's got issues i don't know yeah, the woman pleaded guilty to violating biosecurity laws after she was caught twice with plants and seeds at Auckland International Airport when returning home to the city from China. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, so she was coming back from China trying to smuggle in cactus. She was sentenced to intensive supervision for 12 months and 100 hours of community work. All right, this is what she did. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I want to know how did she do that a thousand plants on her body how would you even yeah it, it, who, do that? okay on march 24th 2019 she strapped stockings containing 947 succulents and cacti valued at over ten thousand dollars to her body and attempted to bring them into the country the cacti included eight endangered and threatened species she then tried to dispose of the items in airport toilets after attracting the attention of a detector dog. Then on another occasion, three, four months later, she was found in possession of 142 seeds 
hidden in packaged iPad covers in her luggage. She was also carrying plant pots and ornaments, which were found to contain snail and pieces of a tree fern. They were wrapped in moldy wet paper, also a potential source of disease. This lady's fucking idiot. She's crazy. Well, what kind of thing is this? That, I, and I guess New Zealand has very strict biosecurity laws to protect its agriculture and biodiversity. Yeah, New Zealand's uh, got it all together. Look at them. They're like living their lives. They're not even worried about COVID anymore. They've taken care of it. They don't yes. So she was trying, like they said, our country is fortunate to be free of many of the invasive pests and diseases found in other countries. So it sounds like she was trying to bring in stuff that was like, bad for the new zealand um well that happens all the time you always hear a matter of fact here the park across the street from where i am it's like being overrun by eels because some fucking idiot like dumped eels in the in the lake eels yeah eels and then that fucks up the ecosystem people i'm telling you i just the (laughs) humanity humans are destroying everything Oh, well, that's sadly true. To the spinach, I would I would elect spinach to Congress before (laughs) that I see speaking every day, and I'm like, I I can't. They can't do any worse. Spinach couldn't do worse. It it's really something. What's like? Why would you? What's your motivation? Why would you even want to do that? The plants. I mean, I guess to sell them, but I don't. I'm assuming there are succulents available in New Zealand. Uh, so it's not like a, a windfall financially, I wouldn't think. I, I don't know. Maybe she's just not. I don't know. That would hurt too. Cactus can, I mean. Well, plus she was trying to take so many in. It's like, what were you trying to do? It's crazy. Intensive supervision she's under though. Ugh. Okay. And we're going to end this on a light note. Okay. So I have to say, well, you sent me this tweet from this counselor, Rowan Batley, who's from Chadwell Newtown in the UK. Yeah. But I have to say, I did do some more. Well, I'll just read what he wrote in, on Twitter. He said, my wife Lola will be selling her crocheted dolls in the precinct this Saturday. All proceeds to the drop-in center, which must be some kind of charity. For God's sakes, buy one. She's made 600 of the bloody things. They're all over the house. Every time I open the airing cupboard, I love British terms. What's an airing cupboard? It's like, oh, back to Chucky. It's like being attacked by Chucky. (laughs) There is a picture. This woman has made these dolls, much like what we talked about last week, the mom. Yeah, they they reminded me very much of the terrifying... um, crocheted bodysuit doll of the sun yeah this is the baby form of it this is the seed of chucky this is this is these are smaller full dolls that are crocheted and are very ugly uh the funny thing though was when i started to look at because i wanted to figure out where counselor rowan batley was from he puts out tweets every day that are very comical so i'm not sure that his stories are actually true well someone made those doll those dolls that's real yeah there's definitely there there are terrifying chucky looking dolls that someone is happily crocheting away they don't even look like chucky they look like like i remember back when um 
remember when Cabbage Patch Kids were, yeah, you know, the big thing, and nobody could get their hands on a Cabbage Patch Kid. So I remember that year, my parents, I guess they commissioned or someone they they purchased handmade cloth Cabbage Patch dolls for me and my sister, <laughs> and they didn't look anything like cabbage. I mean, they just, they were, we pretended they were, but they were not by any means cabbage patch dolls. And I had one that looked okay. And then the one my sister had, like, was not an attractive doll. Like something went awry with the stitching. And I thought to myself, I'd rather, you know, I hate to say it, but I'd rather have had no doll. Just give me an extra Barbie. Like if I couldn't get the actual cabbage patch, which is understandable, you know, but I, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, I don't know why someone would crochet a doll that's so unattractive. I don't know who, I don't know what child, let's say, would want that. No, I don't know. There's not a big market for scary looking dolls. Maybe there is. Um, well, Anne, now we're going to talk about the movie that you chose for this week called my Father the Hero from 1994. Yeah. Starring Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> yeah. As Andre, a dad who takes his daughter, a very young Catherine Heigl, her character is Nicole. He's a divorced dad and he wants to take his daughter on a vacation to the Bahamas. She She's is. 14. She's 14 in this movie. She is 14, yes. And in and real act- life, she was 14. I think in, I actually looked it up because I was disturbed by other facets of this movie that had nothing to do with Gerard de Perdue. She was 15 when they filmed the movie. Okay. Um, so she gets to the Bahamas and immediately uh, is interested in all of these grown men on the island. <laughs> they are. They're, they're, like, they're interested in her. The people in the band... The, you know, this other guy who works there and she, um, she, t- so there's a, a young man that she's interested in and she tells him in order to drum up interest in her, that her father is in fact her lover. <laughs> yeah. This is all unbeknownst to Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> yeah. Who the word spreads throughout this resort and everybody at the resort seems to know this except, oh, except for him. And then there's a single American woman there who's hitting on Gerard Pardue, J. Pardue. She's the only other person that does not know that everyone thinks that these two are a couple. And again, she's 14. She's 14. And he is, I don't know, how old do you think? He was probably in his 40s. 40s? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's but, full illegal. Like the fact that he, the movie doesn't end with him in handcuffs. Well, although, right. although he was not, I mean, he was actually her father. Oh yes, of course. But I'm yeah. saying that's what's so funny about it is everyone's like, that's disgusting. Yet no one does anything about it. No. They're just like, oh, men. Yes. Well, no, people are disgusted. I thought the same thing. Shouldn't somebody call CPS no, if they actually think? calling the police. Yes. Catherine Heigl also, she, she tells this young man these horrible things about her father, that he was in jail, that she was a prostitute. I mean, 
at, at no point that he's not calling the police is right. insane. Yeah. But anyway, so people are having these very bad reactions to Gerard Depardieu. He doesn't understand why people are so mean to him. <laughs> but I will say uh, the highlight of the movie for me, which I have to say I was laughing out, literally oh, laughing I out mean, loud. It's funny. Gerard Depardieu is funny. In this He's movie. very funny. He, he just, he has that weird mop haircut. Yeah, he's always had he he's like they think I'm a child molester, you know. <laughs> that's my French accent. Um, he is very funny. Well, they they have a open mic night at the resort. <laughs> yeah, and he is actually and and in real life, I guess he's an accomplished pianist. And they get him to get up, and they're like, "Please play us a song," and they say, "Play something that's French." Oh, because he is supposed to be French. Yeah. So he, and he has his back to the audience. He starts playing Thank Heaven for Little Girls, which literally I was almost howling. Like I can't, it's not even like I just laugh once. I was laughing the whole time. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And everybody gets up and walks out. Yeah, and they're disgusted. They're like, literally disgusted. And he's so happily playing. <laughs> of course, by the time he ends, there's no one there except for the woman who likes him, who does not know that he ever that everyone thinks he's a child molester. Yeah. The other funny part too is there. So you know, Catherine Heigl is, uh, you know, explained to this boy she likes um, about her dad, and so he take he's in charge of taking them out um, water skiing. Yes. And the scene we're drawing, so he's going as fast as he possibly can go so that Gerard Bordeaux. So there's a whole scene where he's like water skiing and like screaming and I did laugh. Yes. And he's whipping him around and he's almost hitting like the reef and, and Catherine Heigl's yelling at this guy to stop and he's like, no. And poor Gerard Depardieu is dodging and weaving on these water skis. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But then I'm also like, why is this teenaged boy in charge of taking people out for water skiing like that doesn't seem that doesn't seem to check out well i have to say i've been to places where like young i mean not you know like because he's supposed to be 17 i've been to places yeah. where like 17 although in real time. life it's funny i read an article with katherine heigl talking about this movie and about how she did an interview i think on howard stern about how obviously this wouldn't fly today the movie and the guy who plays the boyfriend or the guy the yes interested in in real life was 22 so yeah the boy the boyfriend is played by dalton james yeah so the the boyfriend the that kid is supposed to be 17 i think in the movie right in real life he was 22 yeah so they cast a full 22 year old again she's 14 15 years old when she made this movie well let me say that was the thing because i knew that you were very disturbed by the plot line being that you know she was telling people that her father was her boyfriend which is disturbing but I was like, what's so much more disturbing is her and the guy that they're uh, pretending is appropriate for her age. They're seven years apart. You know, if you're 25 and your boyfriend's 32, fine. If you're 15 and your boyfriend's 22, that's a problem. Yeah. Oh, that's illegal. a huge seven years. Yeah. So I was like, that's what's, that's what's actually freaking me out about this movie. Well, why didn't they just cast a real teenager? Right. Or, as they always do when they play teenagers, cast someone who was also 22. It was playing 14. Yeah. Catherine Heigl looked, I mean, she was, she was 15. She looked like a baby. And yeah, I wrote that down. I'm like, she looks like a tiny, like a little baby. 
They also, and I did read this about Katherine Heigl, they, at one point they had her in this thong bathing suit that was very uncomfortable to watch. And she has said that she would never do that again if she had known what she knows now, which I'm kind of like, well, where are your parents? They had to be on set. Why did they let you wear that? Yeah. Well, this whole movie, I guess, is, a re- is an American version of a French movie. Yes. And the French movie also, it was, it was also Gerard Depardieu. Yes. And they basically just redid it. And I have, I've never seen the French version, but I imagine it, it comes across differently just because it's France. Maybe. And just an interesting side note, Gerard, Gerard Depardieu is one of the only very, of a very handful few people who have played the same role in two different language films. Oh, yes. I read that. The other one um, that they, that they noted was Jose Ferrer, who played Cerno de Bergerac in both an English film and a French film. Huh that yes but anyway so she tells this fantastical tale and then finally her father finds out what she has done okay this is where he loses me because i'm kind of with him the whole way but he finds out she begs him not to tell the boyfriend and he somehow decides to go along with that which was crazy yeah. well and well i think in the movie too there they have a very strained relationship so obviously he he wasn't very present in her life. He hasn't seen her in years, apparently. Mm-hmm. And she feels very hurt and uh, neglected, I think, by her dad. So I think it's a lot of guilt in play, clearly, for a father to go along with uh, the ruse that he is, in fact, her having sex with her. Yes. Yes. And he, he then, I mean, he, I guess, yes, he is trying to help her. This is another thing. He is trying to help her with her romance with this boy, which again, I was like, this kid is way too old. I don't think I'd be helping her try to date him, but, um, so anyway, so she, so the father goes along, um, goes along with it to try to help her. They do wind up Again, 15-year-old and 22-year-old, they do wind up kissing on the beach. Nothing too graphic, but still. Um, and then the movie kind of, it's, it's like then their vacation is over and they're leaving. And basically, Gerard Depardieu, there's this sort of weird, not weird, but like inconsequential side note that he has a girlfriend back in France, that they're on the rocks and he keeps leaving her messages and she won't take his messages. And then at the very end, uh, she finally picks up the phone and it turns out to be Emma Thompson. Which was- I know. I literally was like, eh, I forgot. I was like, Emma Thompson. She doesn't say a word. It's just you see her. And I'm like, how did she get roped into this? Yeah, I think, well, she looked very young too. This must have been one of her first. She's not even credited in the film. That was great. And Lauren Hutton plays um, the mother, plays Catherine yes. Heigl's mom, Lauren Hutton. Gerard Depardieu is getting some hot ladies. Well, and that's the other, I have to say, that's the other funny thing, because of course, George A. Perdue, he has his shirt off, like, he's not exactly the American version of a sex symbol, he's like this big French guy, but he doesn't <laughs> care, which I kind of liked, I was like, no, he doesn't care at all. Well, I also, in the Katherine Heigl interview that I listened to, she was saying how, when they were filming the movie, like, Gerard A. Perdue's family came for like a week or whatever, like, to stay with them, and then after his family left, his other family came because his mistress, <laughs> he's like his wife and kids came. They had a vacation. They left and his full other family with his mistress came. And I started laughing. So I was like, man, he's really, 
she's like, yeah. Then just the second family came on down for their vacation. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he's very, he is sort of a very kind of, um, he, he did a lot of physical comedy in this movie that oh, I... I was full laughing. I mean, <laughs> where he was during the water skiing was funny. I mean, there are scenes that are funny. The, the, the inherent premise of the film is extremely upsetting. Yes. Um, but it does have its moments. And yes, and it, it's supposed to be, uh, you know, I, I have to say this is sort of the category that I always like of of comedic films is when there's a misunderstanding. That's why I always liked Three's Company, like when yeah. there's a misunderstanding and most people are in on it, but someone isn't and they're so confused. And, um, but yes, I will. And then I looked at their, you know, just sort of fan reviews, which were overwhelmingly positive. <laughs> people were like loving it. I mean, it, I actually found it a pretty good movie. I was- Yeah. Well, when it came out, I don't remember there really ever- like there being a big problem with it. Like I don't remember people being outraged at all. It it could not get made today. No, it couldn't get made today. And I think I actually think it's interesting that it was a remake because it again it was made once. It had to have been successful <laughs> to make it again. Yeah. Yeah. With the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that Gerard Depardieu was. Uh, to me, he was the highlight of the whole movie. I thoroughly enjoyed every time he was on, on the screen. Yeah, I mean, he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. And he had, you know, this whole thing about this woman who liked him and he's, you know, trying to sort of dissuade her. But but that was, uh, and she was played by Faith Prince. I mean, you know, she was, I think she's like a Broadway kind of person, Faith Prince. I don't know. He's just this big oaf. Like, he's ridiculous. Yeah, that's the funniest part of all of this. He, he, his career, like he always gets the hot, hottest. He did, what's the movie with Andy McDowell? Like, I mean, he, Green card. he pulls down some hot ladies. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure in real life too. He's very Clearly, appealing. He had a, two full families <laughs> and who knows what else. Those are just the ones that came to visit. Who knows who else he was seeing? Yes. And again, Lauren Hutton made a small, had a small role as the mother uh, of, of Nicole and I guess his ex-wife and um and Dalton James the boyfriend I did look him up he he spent uh you should know this Anne he spent quite a few years in the soaps he did what passions oh I didn't really watch passions yeah and he was on 90210 for for a couple episodes yeah yeah he was one of those I'm like whatever happened to that guy yeah, he looks, he, he's kind of the same type as that. Maybe that other guy from 90210 who had that one hit wonder that Jamie, Wal- Jamie Walters. Waters. Yeah. Jamie Walters, how do you talk to an angel? Yeah. He has that same kind of look. Yeah. Jamie Walters is now a um, firefighter, paramedic. Oh, good firefighter. For him. Yeah. I have, I, a friend of mine dated him oh, really? <laughs> at one point. Yeah. That'd be interesting if you were, he came to your house. You'd kind of be like, I think I'd be like, you look kind of familiar. Yeah. Well, I mean, she knew who he was when they went, but he, you know, this is after he stopped doing acting. On the Van Dien to Muldoon scale. Hmm. I give it, I, here's the thing. I don't know if I would like, like I haven't seen it since probably like the late nineties. Yeah. I don't particularly, I'm trying to think of like, if it was on TV, like, and I, would I stop and watch and watch it? Yeah. That's kind of how I'm going to, Oh, maybe maybe i'd watch a couple of minutes of it that's what i was gonna i wouldn't sit and watch the whole thing again but i'd watch a couple of minutes yeah so i guess i'm gonna give it a, a moldine 
Muldeen. Yeah, I would give it a notch or two above Muldeen. I, I, the fact, well, I will say the fact that I literally, which very rarely happens in movies, laughed out loud. I have to give it, I have to give it credit for that. Yeah, that scene was pretty funny. And he's uh, look, Gerard Depardieu is a mess yeah. in real life, but he is pretty funny. Oh, he was, yeah, he was, he was, he was very good. He was very good. Well, I mean, he was honestly, he was, he was the best part of the movie, I would say. He, he's, although I thought Catherine Heigl, I, see, I thought she was likable. I did not, I thought she was so bratty and terrible. There's another scene where, <laughs> where he's on the beach. Actually, this is right before the water skiing. He's heading to the water skis and he sees a little girl struggling with a beach chair and he goes to try to help her and the father comes running in and like tears it out of his hands and he's like whoa what's with everybody it is funny because he is just like i don't understand why i'm getting this reception people are, are like Ugh. at one point somebody said um like i think i wrote it down by the way my notes I mean, I should take a picture and said it's at the end. It's just scribbling. It's a completely illegible scrib- scribbling. But um, at the end, it's like, "Where's my popcorn?" Yeah, but somebody was like, um, because of the they were. She goes, "I have to pretend because the whole thing is he's saying this is my daughter, which yeah. is true." Yeah, but she, you know, they were like, "Well, you're, they're going around saying that that's his daughter," and she's like, "Yeah, you know, because of the laws." <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, oh, yeah, yes. Anyway, I will say Muldeen plus two. <laughs> we need a palate cleanser. We need a mold, a moldy, a Muldoon, a Muldoon. Yeah, a Muldoon. Yeah, I, mean, I think we just for our brains, we just need a palate cleanser. We need to look at that hair of his and try yeah, to figure out what's going on. I just need on. to look at that head of hair, and I'll know <laughs> everything's gonna be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was just saying, he, you know, we were talking about where's he been? Because on social media, he hasn't been around a lot. And I was like, oh, he must be working. Um, and he was because he retweeted someone that he worked with. I guess he's making a movie right now. Someone did a, a sketch, a sketch of, of Muldoon. And he, he retweeted it. What do you mean? Like of his face? Yeah, look. It's pretty good. Oh, that is good. That's not even a sketch. That's like a... It's like a, it's like a, a pencil drawing, but a yeah. detailed pencil drawing. And um, he's, somebody said, it's a guy, he said, he retweeted the guy. The guy said, or re, whatever, reposted on Instagram. It says, such an honor to work with Patrick Muldoon on set these past couple weeks. Truly an inspiration. Dude's got work ethic, kindness, hustle, willpower, you name it what a legend wow and then and then muldoon said thank you austin the guy's name's austin you are an amazing artist bro (laughs) and i was like you know what i needed that look at that i was actually going to say was this written by ann ann (laughs) is the ann is the the pencil i wish i wish that i had that kind of skill i'm not i'm not very good in in fine arts but it's a, it is a legit pretty good drawing. And they got the hair pretty good. Look at that. Well, that they're making his hair look real there. <laughs> it is real hair. <laughs> I mean. That's something. You should put that on our Instagram, Anne. I will. Yeah. For all to enjoy. I mean, I'm yes. assuming anyone who follows our Instagram, I would hope, 
is also following Patrick Muldoon on Instagram. And if you're not, like, get it together. Get it together. Yes. Follow us on Instagram. And, um, and for, I, I am begging you. I, my psyche is hanging on by a thread. Will someone, for the love of God, please <sighs> leave a comment? <laughs> give, give us five stars or something. I know more than 10 people. I think that's how many stars we have. It's like 10. I know more than 10 people are listening. Yeah. It take, just press it. It takes one second and leave just a comment. Just put, this is good. I like it. I like this. They're yeah. all right. Other than Chris Huff. Chris Huff has left a comment. Yes, and a beautiful comment. Yes. Very well thought out and lovely. Yes. But I mean, five stars and just a quick line. That's right. That's right. I beg, I beg of you. I beg, I beg of you. <laughs> Anne's holding on by a thread. Please. She's putting it out in the universe. Please. Yeah. Please. Please. Wait, can, we, can we leave our own? Should we leave our own? I, I, I'm saying this. I should probably leave my own comment you got to ann you're a private citizen i was say i don't know who these women are (laughs) i don't know why not everybody's listening to this that's right (laughs) all right ann until next time au revoir i don't know how to speak french au revoir